0: We're just off to a rough one. Not a good start. <laughs> it's all for good. A matinee on a Saturday. Man, welcome into the PHNX Coyotes post game show brought you to you.
1: Thumb, by- can you hum the theme song?
0: Yeah, that was good. Uh, <laughs> welcome into the PHNX Coyotes post game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. PD, does one of us have to change? Like I know. We did not talk about this, by the yeah, way. <laughs> how bad is that.
1: It was bad.
0: Just, just selling 20. the program. Just
1: so we do, Leah. Exactly. Phnx.
0: Exactly. Well, tell
1: Sean to wake up. But <laughs> tell him Baylor is out and keep moving.
0: These man. brackets are
1: killing me right now. <sighs> well, the speaking of coy- things killing me, how about these coyotes in the third period?
0: Seriously, that one felt familiar. If you recall in January when they played the Penguins, they also had a third period collapse, if you will, that led to a loss. Um, but the fact that this game was tied as long as it was at all is a surprise to me given the numbers that we saw.
1: You know, it's a, it's funny because the, the last time they played um, Pittsburgh back in January, it was 2-2 two, two after two. Um, Pittsburgh, three unanswered goals, ended up winning by three tied tonight one one Kai Pittsburgh gets three straight goals and they win by three really similar and it's it's the big players that get big and if you watch throughout this game you watch players like Melkin, Latang, Crosby getting incredibly frustrated because of the performance of Scott Wedgwood and um, ultimately you can't stop everything I mean good Lord Wedgwood is was fantastic today um, kept a minute through through two he had that one off the the knob of his stick <laughs> that keeps the puck away um there were a few moments that the Coyotes possessed the puck offensively and had a few chances either off the rush or, or in tight around the net. They just they just weren't able to possess the puck long enough today and they just couldn't get any offense at all.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was a crazy game. Let's actually pull up the numbers because these numbers against and shots were crazy. So it was a 4-1 when The Penguins had 49 shots on goal. One of those shots that went in was an empty net goal, so not really on Wedgwood. It was Wedgwood's um, career high in saves for him, which is big. I feel like he always stands on his head and puts up these incredible 40-plus save performances. Coyote's 21 shots over three periods. It's just not going to get it done.
1: Yeah, and, and you, we talked about this you know the goaltending with Andre Turnier yesterday when we talked about there is no clear cut number 1 i think that just came through and showed that again today like wedgewood can jump in there and make 45 and and you know what but Mel can get in there tomorrow against san jose and he can make 50 i mean that they're very equal in in their ability to hang, keep this team hanging around in games the one thing when you look at that power play pittsburgh being all for 3 Boy, they had the five-on-three for an extended yeah. period of time, and that was frightening. And Wedgwood made big saves. Um, Pittsburgh missed a few chances. I mean, that that could have clearly been the difference of the game at the end of the period, and and Wedgie was able to, to stand tall. I, I don't know if I felt the Coyotes were able to gain momentum on their power play like no. we've seen in the past. They,
0: there was an entire power play that they didn't get a shot off at all.
1: And unfortunately, with only one goal tonight, Schmoltz did not continue. I
0: know such a bummer. Yeah, Keller did. It's now an eight game point streak for him. His 27th goal of the season. He's now just four points short of his career high. So hopefully he's okay. I saw some comments early on. I hope Keller is okay. Well, we're waiting to get an update from Craig. Hopefully we heard from the Coyotes that he was being evaluated. Um, For those who missed it, he kind of, he got tripped and then fell in his head Went backwards and hit the ice. He came out for a couple more shifts, but then left the bench sometime in the period. So, we'll keep tabs on him because that would be a huge loss for the Coyotes and a huge bummer for Keller, given what he's been doing this season.
1: Well, and his Iron Man streak. I mean, he's third in the NHL right now, active players with active Iron Man streaks, and that would be Keller a, a, or Kessel. Yeah. Keller, Keller, oh, Kessel's. Action. Yeah, it's Yandel, then Kessel, then Keller. Like Keller's really third. With active streak. So yeah, 400. Wow. He's over 400 consecutive games. So it's, it's a big deal. And, and I, you know what, I mean part of it is when you saw him on the bench and he was shaking his head, I'm okay. Talking to the medical trainer, the league. And I have, first of all, let me say, I have no idea what's going on. This isn't news reporting. This is just the (laughs) way the league operates. They have league spotters that they have mandatory concussion protocol when someone hits the ice. Um, Whether whether that player is responding to symptoms on the bench or not, the league has the power to pull that player from the game and mandatory concussion protocol, whether that player is displaying symptoms or not because of behavior on the ice, meaning the head hit the ice or they're clutching their head and there's different things that trigger that automatic. Um, mandatory protocol now I do not know if that's what happened in this case I know Craig reached out to Coyote's PR and has not heard back yet at this point Craig will contact us when he does so I don't want to say anything on this specific instance but that's how the league works so when you see him hit his head on the ice there could have been um, the league calling for mandatory concussion protocol and Clayton is absolutely 100 percent fine could be I don't know. And hopefully Craig has something more to, to tell us how how Keller is and because they got to get on a plane. I mean, they're getting on a plane in an hour to head to California. So we'll know soon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And again, hopefully he's okay. That goal, but raking through those two defensemen, once again, just putting on an amazing performance. Um, And he's one of three coyotes to play in every game this season for the coyotes. So you, you talked about that Iron Man streak that I didn't even know was going on, but it makes there sense. But yeah. like we yeah, said, he's probably, he's going to given the fact that he, if he's healthy the rest of the season, he's going to surpass his best point total. So yeah, we want to see sure. that happen and set it at a high mark that he hopefully achieves or surpasses every year going forward.
1: And skill wise, he comes through this with a plus one. Uh, that's a huge goal to uh, not only the timing of the goal, but to show he anticipated the turnover. So he gets a jump on those defensemen. Speed through the neutral zone. Was able to keep up ahead of those defensemen. And it's a hell of a play in that five hole uh, on Jari. So um, a great offensive performance by him. And he, this is one of those nights where you needed somebody else. Where you needed, whether it was Richie or Schmaltz or Kraus, Kessel, you know, um, Gossesbury. You needed somebody else to help participate in the offense. Because I, I really felt, I know we said 19 shots, it just didn't feel like, like they were going to get a goal. Like there were a few, a few yeah. good opportunities, but they didn't have extended offensive zone time. And, and that's how you can create the second opportunities, tip screens and and more chances of that. They just didn't have that. They didn't have extended time with the puck except on the power play. And even there, they didn't get really good looks on the power play. Yeah,
0: And, and you look at Pittsburgh and they had that and they had flurries in front of the net and plenty of opportunities. And it was a combination of Wedgwood standing on his head and honestly, the Coyotes getting some lucky bounces that it wasn't a 10 1 game, um, honestly, based on everything that happened and unfolded. And
1: we, yeah. We've talked about that, Leo, when we travel, when, when teams travel from east to west or west to east, the end of a long road trip, when you're done at the east and fly back west, it's it's not uncommon for teams. And you could go to, from LA to Vancouver, or San Jose, and Anaheim. When they come back home, that first game is always a challenge. And, and I thought. The only one that was really, really, really on his game today was Wedgwood. I mean, there were there were mistakes. And you saw even on the, the third goal, it was the first time Michelli, it was a turnover in the neutral zone. He's carrying the puck forward, and he comes back into his own zone, turns over, and that was where Crosby got his first goal. But those mistakes Michelli wasn't making a week ago, they're going to happen. He's still young. He's still learning, and he's still trying to find his way. And now you've now played how many games in a short period of time he hasn't done that. I know they played three games in a week in the American league, but now it's, it's a different schedule in the national league. You're playing more games. And so for the coyotes to have an effort like this, not too surprising. The the good takeaway from this is, you know what? Montreal plays Ottawa. Somebody's got to lose that game and Seattle um, plays yep. Detroit later tonight. So yeah, there's are two winnable games for Montreal and, and in Seattle. So if you are going to lose to one of, the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Let's face it, this Pittsburgh team's a good hockey team, so Very it's not good. surprising.
0: Sixth in the league, overall. it's not surprising.
1: So take it with a. Hey, everything's okay. Oh, there we yeah. go. See, look at the update, in the ch- in the chat.
0: Keller okay per quite The Watts always. I feel the like Watts is that. We. I think we said this last time. Like we've never seen the Watts and Craig in the same room at the same time. Wow. Could, we th- could, could be? be Craig. Could, could be, be Craig's <laughs> YouTube handle. Just say. <laughs> could um, be. But that's really good to hear. Yeah, um, that is good to hear. But also, a player who stood out to me today was Dyson Mayo. Um, tons of time on ice, as per usual, blocking shots. It was set up on, by the way, also another player who looked good to me, Christian Fisher, who had two setup opportunities, um, one in the first and one in the third. Again, you mentioned it already, the Coyotes didn't get a ton of opportunities. But when they did, Fisher was passing on two of them and i felt like mayo was really in the mix a lot of this game i mean i know he had a penalty i think in the first period but his game looked really good to me
1: yeah he had a chance he had a a chance in the first and in the second and again the second period was a pass from fisher it's a hell of a pass through a seam to the weak side defenseman all the way through the the offensive zone unbelievable pass by fisher and fisher was all around the net today He's a guy that that's what you get. I mean, when Christian Fisher steps over the boards, he's going to work hard. And that's what you're going to get from Christian Fisher. So I expect that Mayo has just continued to evolve into an everyday NHL defenseman. Um, it, it, it's unfortunate. He's another one of those guys guilty in the third period of a neutral zone, turnout, nah, neutral zone turnover <laughs> between the blue lines that led to a goal against. But overall, his game is exactly what you said. He was good offensively. He was good defensively. I didn't like the penalty call on him on, on Crosby. I, I, man. I,
0: yeah, I that know. was kind of a weak call.
1: Yeah, that, that they're playing hockey. I mean, it's a little push. It's not, uh, that was a tough call. So I, I didn't like the call on Mayo. So I'm really glad they were able to kill that penalty off. Um, So yeah, I, I he might have been, other than the goaltender, he might have been my favorite player today as far as effort and, and what he brought to the game was Dyson Mayo.
0: Definitely. Well, let's, get right to it because Scott Wedgwood was the star in this game. So let's crown Scott Wedgwood draft king, king of the game, 45 saves 0.938 save percentage. I mentioned already that it was a career high in saves for him standing on his head absolutely amazing performance. And it was really cool also after getting the chance to co- uh, talk yesterday with coach Andre Turney and kind of hear the philosophy of why they choose to start different goaltenders for different games, which as you know, has been a big thing for PD and I trying to guess this season, but now, you know, hearing it right from the coach about, why they put certain goaltenders in certain situations. It was really interesting to see and interesting to watch this game through the lens of what he said about Scott. Wedg. Yeah.
1: And you know what, Wedge Wedgie did as advertised, just like the coach said yesterday um, and the is going to get the start tomorrow. They've already said that that's already announced. So we don't have to guess. And we will get that one, right. That it will be veggie tomorrow. Um, but, but for Wedgewood. His ability just to calm things down has been a, a trademark for the entire season for this Coyote team. From the streak buster that he came in when he got here, um, right up till now, he's been able to keep the game calm. And, and this team believes they can win. And it's 1 1 in a game they had no business being in. And they're in it because of great goaltending. And the other thing that we talked about. Last week was this team's shooting percentage, meaning the Coyotes' shooting percentage on this last road trip that was near 30%. Astronomical. Three out of every 10 shots are going into the net. They faced a goalie tonight that was in the All-Star game Um, that's playoff tested. They didn't score three out of every 10 shots otherwise six tonight (laughs) yeah this is this is what you expect when you face a good goaltender you're going to get on 20 shots maybe one and a half two goals i know you can't get a half goal but so two goals off of 20 is all you could hope but
0: that's what we foresaw when we looked at the week coming up that pittsburgh was going to be the team where they finally stopped running into iffy goaltending situations jarry's had a really really good season and we saw it happen but it wasn't just that he only did face 21 shots so um you know, the Coyotes also have to put in some more effort on offensive zone time and shots on goal. But 40, what did we, was it 49? It seems so high. I thought it might have been the most this season. It actually wasn't. Um, 50 shots on goal by Calgary on February 2nd. The Coyotes lost 4-2. 49 shots but on goal by Winnipeg on January 4th. They lost Three So yes, the Coyotes have won games where they faced 40 or more shots and Wedgie and Veggie have stood on their heads. But when you get in that 49-50 mark, they're not winning those games.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> and just to give you an update on the tank watch, Montreal and Ottawa are heading into the first intermission tied at
0: one. Okay.
1: So let's go Montreal. Uh, go
0: Montreal for sure and go Seattle for sure because with all Ol- – A loss for Arizona was good today. I was I was glad for that because with 44 points, they're three points ahead of Montreal. With a win for Montreal today, they'll be within one. With a win for Seattle today, they'll tie Arizona in points. So we gotta put some space. Yeah, if you're gonna lose,
1: that that's and here we're gonna be honest about their effort today. This was not the best this Coyote team has played over the last two weeks. When we saw that, we talked about the shooting percentage, but they still possessed the puck. They still had offensive zone chances. They were able to drive the net. They got their feet moving. Today just wasn't one of those days, and that's okay. I would expect tomorrow in San Jose, you're going to see a little bit of a bump. You're going to see a little bit more urgency. You're going to see a little bit better effort tomorrow um, through 60 minutes. Just... Just because, I mean, it was, yeah. it was a tough game today. They weren't at their best. I'm curious to, when Craig gets on to see what Andre had to say about today's game and the effort. But I would expect a bounce back game tomorrow in San Jose. And like we said, it's what almost five o'clock here in Arizona time. Uh, they'll be in the air in an hour. So by six o'clock, they'll be taken off to California. They'll, they'll land. They'll still have time for a really good dinner. They can they can get to get to bed early. And I, I would. Uh, I would bet tomorrow is a different effort.
0: Yeah, and San Jose and Pittsburgh are not the same. Not teams. the same. Team. No. Um well, PD, let's go ahead and pull up your keys from today and see yeah. how so the, I'm this and
1: thinking on this one and I'll tell you
0: what <laughs> the coyotes did.
1: Because I I I don't just pull these out of a hat. I actually do try to think these things through. So when I talked I looked at film on Pittsburgh and these are areas that gave up gave them difficulty and that's in, in the defensive zone, they they collapse, which means the defensemen are wide open. And, and in the offensive zone, their D will come down very deep to participate in the offense, which can lead to off, offensive rushes against for the opponent. Well, so those are both offensive keys. Arizona wasn't offensive today. They didn't have the puck enough to make these keys come to fruition. So um, the only thing that happened, what I said this morning, was Keller kept the streak alive. Other than that, they didn't possess the puck enough to do this. The real key to the game, what turned out to be was turnovers out of their zone and through the neutral zone. That was the problem. They, they just turned the puck over way too much and you can't do that. And they were in the box. I know they didn't get that. The power play goals on that five on three, but that was, those were the two things they needed to clean up today. Turnovers and and, um, penalties.
0: And the other key that you mentioned on Twitter, when you retweeted, it was, Oh, and stop Crosby. That guy's pretty good. Well, Crosby had, Two back-to-back goals in today's game. One of them was an empty net goal. But still, the Stars yeah, for Pittsburgh getting, getting on attempts. the board. Nine. Yeah.
1: Nine shot attempts. And the only one with more tonight was Malkin had 10. <laughs> <Like> those, <laughs> and guess those, who
0: was on the score sheet? Crosby so combined, and Malkin.
1: Combined those two. Not shots on goal, but attempted shots. 19 <laughs> attempted shots between those two players. Oh, boy. in the them? 21.
0: So, (laughs) also, here's a crazy one the Coyotes did not register a single shot on goal for the last 15 minutes and 35 seconds of the first period.
1: That's not ideal. Not that's ideal. Yeah. And it is hard to get the first period going. It, it is. And I, we talked about that. And it's a day game on top of all of the things. They had two days off after they got, they got in from the East Coast. So that two days they didn't practice. They hope they get back to their sleep schedules and energy. And we talked. It came out when we talked to Andre. That the balance between practice and rest. And I, I tell you what. He gave a really good answer on how he does his best. If the players are tired, we get them rest. I mean, basically, that's what he said. And I think today they just came out flat. And you know what? The good news is they play tomorrow. So it's 24 hours from now. We'll be doing this again, and and hopefully they come out a little bit harder in the first period, and they find their legs and they find their offense tomorrow. And you know what? It's okay. Well, this one will be behind them so quickly. We'll we'll almost forget we did this or did this show.
0: <laughs> Debug said, "I still don't want to lose to against the Sharks, but I don't know. We're looking at the bottom. I mean, they're good. Of the standings.
1: I, I, I know. I saw that too. Like, the the Sharks are a good hockey team. The the Sharks are a they're." They're a team that I know they're not going to make the playoffs this season, but they're they're an improving club. They're they're on the way. You know, it's no longer Pavelski, Thornton. You know, even Evander Kane. All of those people are gone. It's not the same Sharks team that we are used to for years and years and years. And so they're rebuilding too. Um, it's a team that's probably you know a year or two away from the playoffs, but they're also not within fifteen points of the Coyotes and a tank season either. So, yeah, Coyotes play well in that building. And I hate to say it, Leah, you're not going to like Well, I'm not going to like it. Like it's a four o'clock game. They often, often seem to go to overtime in a shootout in San Jose. I don't know why it happens all the time. <laughs> That's one so
0: of the,
1: weird. Little known fact, the airport in San Jose has a curfew that you cannot what? take off after 1130 at night.
0: What? Yes, it's got a
1: curfew because it's a smaller city in the airports near downtown. So they have a curfew. So in when you play in that city, first of all, a lot of the games are 730, which sucks because if they go late, like you got to get your plane has to be moving down the runway at 1130 or you cannot take off. That is 100% true. So. It seemed you're sitting there ready to pack up and get the hell out of the city and oh, it's going to overtime. Now it's going to a shootout. Now you kind of hurt every scrambling. Guys are barely taking showers to go in to get to the airport. And that's why I know that we always seem to go to overtime or to shootout just because of the history of trying to make it to the damn airport. But have like, you
0: ever missed I the have curfew? not,
1: but I will say this. They are a little bit lenient on NHL teams because it has happened. If it gets to be egregiously past that time, they can fine you. Um, But I haven't seen them actually stop a team from flying. And here, look who's here, Sean.
0: It's time. It is.
3: What's up,
0: guys?
3: (laughs) What's up? Hey, it's early. Look at what time it is. I know. Sun's still
1: shining. You're going to get home in daylight, Craig. What do you think of that?
3: I think I'm going to go have dinner with my family tonight. Seriously?
1: <laughs> a Rarity. Enjoy. Enjoy. Well, one of the things we talked about, Craig, is we were interested to see after our talk with Andre Tournier yesterday. And he talked about a lot of different topics. And please encourage everybody to go listen to that because he he really showed what kind of a coach and person he really is. So go listen. This wasn't an ad. What I want to know, Craig, is is what his comments were post-game because to, to me it looked like this is a team that came out a little flat. They never really – Got their legs going. It was it wasn't an effort that we've become accustomed to with quote unquote coyote hockey. What did he have to say tonight?
3: Yeah, I asked him particularly about you know that first game home after a long road trip. Uh, a lot of coaches will talk about how it's difficult to find the energy after the travel in that first game. And he saw it. He he thought they were flat. He thought they weren't making little plays, connecting on passes. There were a lot of he, he really didn't see much from tonight. He wasn't happy with the play of the team at all, other than Scott Wedgwood, who he called elite tonight. And there's no question about that, because Scott Wedgwood faced so many great A's that I lost count. He was spectacular in this game tonight. He was honestly the only reason that they had a chance to win this one.
0: Absolutely. Who else did you get the chance? Did you get the chance to talk to Wedgie tonight?
3: We talked to Wedgie. And, you know, look, he's not going to throw his team under the bus. He's not that kind of guy. But, yeah, it was clear he faced a heavy workload. We really talked more about how he's been feeling about the state of his game, working with Corey Schwab, working on details, trying to be a little quieter, a little calmer in net. But he's he's pretty dialed in right now. He's played really well for them. I've mentioned in the past, they've reported in the past that they're looking to re-sign them. I don't I don't think talks have gone anywhere yet with Scott Wedgwood, but I do think that that could be something that gets explored after the trade deadline. He makes a lot of sense. We've, we've said all this stuff already on the show. He makes a lot of sense to bring back for another season given the circumstances they're going to be playing in.
0: So Petey's uh, doing double duty today. So he watched our games on our postgame show and then is going to go work for ESPN. So Petey, I know you have to get going. Final question for Craig or final thought from you?
1: Well, I think this was exactly what Craig said. It's coming from east to west and it's our first game back after a long road trip. It's a team that's played with a lot of effort, a lot of speed and a lot of offensive threats and they just didn't have that today. I think tomorrow we'll see a different team. I think this is a, the common theme is great goaltending. It continues to be what's carried this team from probably about game 12 to where they are right now. Um, I expect a better effort, and I'm sure the coach does too. Uh, it was still a fun game to watch. You hold the Pittsburgh Penguins tied to 2 and watch those superstar all-stars get frustrated at their inability to score. Um, made this game fun to watch. So I'm yeah. excited about tomorrow's and see if they can get a bounce-back effort. And until then, Craig and Leah... I gotta go I did the I did the Sean DePaz thing. <laughs>
0: yeah. see Sean it on you. Well
3: Sean, know,
0: Sean will so always there. see blank as always. So what's Sean. your as always? Pantsless as always. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> uh, Sean
3: should just oh. uh, <laughs> you decide. Sean should just superimpose his head over you right now, Petey, and just fill in your spot like he does with
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly, oh, we, But Just to tee you guys up, when I go, we, there's a lot of things going on. We have a trade deadline show on Monday. I don't know how. Oh, yeah, that. Hell, if there's anything going on <laughs> by Monday, it might be all over. Yeah, There's right. a lot going on. So maybe you guys can talk about it. Thanks. Have a good night, guys. All right. And I will see you guys soon.
0: Bye, PD. Well, before we move on, we will bring in Sean for a moment because Sean is going to give us our – draft pick oh yeah the peace sign our uh draft kings pick of the week which i'm gonna guess it's march madness related although i have no idea
2: it is indeed march madness okay. related um listen i as y'all probably know my bracket has been busted so i'm just
0: <laughs> we know sean
2: i'm just banking on other people's brackets getting busted um and one of those those big upsets i have is tonight Gonzaga is playing Memphis. And I, oh, in my bracket, oh. in my bracket, I have Memphis beating Gonzaga. That's not going to be my pick of the week because I'm a, I'm a little bit of a coward. So I'm just going to – they're they're favored by 10 points. I think Memphis is going to keep it closer than that. So Memphis plus 10 is my pick of the week. They have, they have good size. They're a much better team than they started. They started the season really slow, but they're a really good team. So they're a little better than their ninth seed. So I think they're going to make this a little bit of a contest, especially since Gonzaga struggled in the first half of their round of 64 game. So Memphis plus 10.
0: Okay. All right. I like it. Um, for some inside information, for those of you watching, Sean gave everybody at PHNX crap for all of us picking either Arizona or Gonzaga. And then 30 minutes later, his pick, Kentucky, was upset. So
2: oh, In the first round, yeah. <laughs> um, but- but Gonzaga is going to lose today, and then brackets will be busted, and then Arizona is going to lose no. to Illinois in the Sweet 16. And
3: okay. The Whoa, <laughs> well, I'll roll back for a minute there because I was just <laughs> going to ask how you felt about my fighting Eli and I in this next game. But you have them going. You think that that tight win over Chattanooga is going to steal them for a for a nice run here, huh?
2: I mean, Arizona Arizona didn't play great against Wright State either. So I yeah. think I think Arizona, Illinois Kofi Cochran, they have a little bit of size. To uh, match up with with Arizona, and I think you know they they beat them earlier in the year. I think I think when they meet, if they do meet in the Sweet Sixteen, Illinois is going to win. Sean, you're my guy.
0: Wow. I hate this so much. Oh, goodbye. Oh man. Well, if you want to bet on Sean's pick or any sort of college hoops in March Madness, you can do so at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And this week, new customers who sign up using the promo code PHNX can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, it's super simple. It's safe, secure, and reliable. The odds are always updating. You can bet on teams live. The odds are always changing. Super fun to do and a great way to win some money. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any college team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. That's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Craig, I want to give you the opportunity to speak on anything else you have from this game before we... Talk a little bit about some of the trades that have gone down today.
3: I got nothing to say more on this game because let's let's be frank. uh, You know the Coyotes need to lose some games, so th- they took care of business tonight. I'm still trying to figure out Leah why my MacBook is giving me this orange glow. Like it's like the Tyson Nash tan that I've got going right now. I got to I got to correct something with my lens here because I'm not liking <laughs> the orange look here.
0: You know, I think you look great, Craig. <laughs>
3: Yeah. All I right, do. Let's, let's move on to the trade deadline. <laughs> you know, I haven't even had a chance to analyze some of the moves that they were coming to. They were it was all
0: crazy. happening during this game, too. <laughs> yeah.
3: A lot of moves. Uh, you, you know, I one of the things that I saw obviously, Boston goes and gets Hampus Lindholm That pretty much, and, and I asked a couple sources. I think that takes them out of the running for Jacob Chikrin. I didn't think Jacob Chikrin was going to move at the deadline anyway. Again, it only takes one team to step up, but it's feeling more and more like Jacob Chikrin is going to be something that's revisited at the draft. Um, so we'll, we'll wait and see on that. Uh, there are a few more things coming with the Coyotes. Uh, I had a story today um, on the on the trade deadline, taking a look at some of the possibilities it, it's pretty quiet right now for them. They, you know, with the players that they have that could be moved, I, I feel like those are guys that a GM circles back to. You know, okay, if I if I if I don't get this guy, I might circle back to the Coyotes. You've got Jay Beagle and Johan Larson both coming off of injuries, so you don't know what you're getting there. Phil Kessel's got that big cap hit that you have to figure out a way around, so that takes some finessing. And if Jacob Chickren's not on the block, that's that's pretty much it for the Coyotes. I don't think they're going to trade. Either their goalies. I don't think Christian Fisher is going to go anywhere. So, as it stands right now, it, with the big caveat that things can change, it, it's feeling like it's going to be a little bit of a quieter trade deadline day for the Coyotes.
0: Yeah, and you know, Florida and Boston were two of the teams that were in the conversation for Clayton Keller, and we talked about Florida making Chickren, a move for yeah. He, yeah. Oh, did I say Keller? I was reading the don't comments get anyone we'll started with those.
3: Don't, God. don't start that rumor. Yeah, I was reading yeah.
0: the. Yeah. By the way, Keller is okay, Um, but yeah, sorry, Jacob Chikrin, but Florida made a move for a defenseman earlier in the week, and then Lindholm going to Boston, Um, but I think a lot of Coyotes fans were just surprised to see the return um, on the Lindholm trade and on the Giroux trade both teams got first round picks, not necessarily this year, but both of those trades warranted first round picks. And I know part of the ask for Jacob Chikrin included first round picks. So I think some kind of friends were surprised that that was how it went, especially since the players moving today were older, like 28 and 30. And in their mid thirties, like um, where Jacob Chikrin is 23. So again, I agree with you. I think it's going to end up being more of a NHL draft area thing to consider. I, I don't know if he's going to move, especially considering Florida and Boston are probably off the table now, but you never know.
3: Yeah, I you know, the, those prices are consistently what, you know, what I've been hearing and reporting that the asking prices on rentals is really high. So if that's the case, what does it mean for a guy with three years of term? Maybe we're even underselling when we say a first round pick, a top prospect and, and an existing young player for Jacob chicken Maybe they ask for even more than that. And maybe yeah. that- part of what's stalling it but yeah the asking prices on rentals are really high right now it's I didn't think it was going to last to be honestly with with such a flood of supply I didn't think it was going to last but man some of these deals are are really surprising
0: yeah really surprising and I know there's scouts at every Coyotes game but there were quite a few scouts um, at the Coyotes game today so
3: yeah the the scouts I saw somebody reported that uh, the scouts that were at the Coyotes game tonight our scouts who live here, they're here regularly. So when I looked at the board tonight, I said, "Okay, everybody's done scouting." Because the guys that are here tonight, they're always here. Mm. I think, I think, uh, I think all the teams that have done their scouting for the trade deadline have already done it. They already yeah. know what they're going to. They've seen the guys that they know. Because you know, Monday's the deadline. It, it's coming. So basically, they're putting together reports now, or negotiations are going on at this point.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see as it unfolds, and we'll keep tabs on more moves um, on our post game show tomorrow. And we mentioned already our trade deadline show on Monday afternoon. So be sure to tune in for both of those. A few other things unrelated to this game, but related to the Coyotes. Dylan Gunther hit the 40 goal mark yeah, last night, that. so the future it looks bright. Um, meanwhile, in Tucson, the Roadrunners are not playing so hot. They've lost six of their last seven. Finally, won last night against San Jose and play San Jose again tonight. So keep an eye on that one um, down in Tucson, but both Coyotes and Roadrunners playing San Jose teams this weekend. So another one to keep tabs on.
3: This is a run of five straight live shows for us. Five straight days of live shows.
0: Yep. We had our show with uh, Coach Tierney yesterday, which we had discussed earlier in the week. That he the way he pronounces opportunity is unique, and there we had Elite. a little wager. Yes, a little wager. Uh, who would ask the question that he would say opportunity? And I'm just saying, I was the one who asked the question, so I won the wager. I don't know what the prize is, but I won. Was dinner? It was dinner. Um,
3: it was oh. dinner. Uh, Petey and I are buying you dinner. I, I think Petey said McDonald's. No. He okay. Didn't say <laughs> well, say no. <laughs> don't So here's that. the thing about that. I had the perfect question queued up. I asked him and he used both. I think he used both chance and challenge two synonyms <laughs> for opportunity, but he didn't use opportunity in his answer to me. And then when Maybe you asked him would... a question, he said like opportunity five times when he responded well, to and you. And
0: also the funny part is <laughs> like, I don't even remember like the question when he, by the time he said it, it was like three minutes into the answer. And it was about a player that I didn't even ask about in the question, <laughs> which is funny, but I know people have been asking. So here's the clip. And we were saying playing against those guys will give him a opportunity. It will give him more uh, opportunity
2: to try play, to play with uh, more, uh, not lesser urgency, but less stress. Because you make a mistake again, Sidney uh, Crosby. Or you're in big
0: trouble.
3: Opportunity. A tea, Yeah, it's,
0: it's <laughs> fantastic, isn't it? It
3: could just amazing. be a part of the English language, yeah.
0: It really <laughs> should. Um, that was a great interview yesterday. If you haven't had the chance to listen, um, go ahead and listen wherever you get your podcasts or here on the Page Next Sports YouTube channel. He gave a lot of really good insights. And I know a lot of people, including myself, walked away from that interview feeling really, really motivated and knowing why (laughs) players get up to play for him even in a tough year like this. So go ahead and watch that if you haven't already. Craig, before we head out, I have a question. So we always talk about the 2014-15 Coyotes and how that was not a great year. And that year, the Coyotes finished with 24 wins, 50 losses, and eight overtime losses. As we sit right now, the Coyotes have 20 wins. This was game 61 there's 21 games to go. Are the Coyotes going to surpass the 2014-15 <sighs> win total?
3: It, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. But they need to not surpass that win total if they want the best possible odds at the top draft pick.
0: And they need to be in nine, the top two. We keep yes. saying this. They need to be and, in the top two. And, and as I a know. reminder, the Coyotes picked third overall in that year. The first overall pick that year was Connor McDavid. The Coyotes picked Dylan Strome at three. So... Yeah, History. they haven't had a lot of
3: luck at number three, by the way. They also got Kyle Turris at number three, and that oh. didn't work out either. So, Coyotes
0: fans, yeah, recall that one really well. At least I do. <laughs> hmm. Um, well, Craig mentioned he did his uh primer on the trade deadline. I know a lot of people have been asking who is available, who what could they get in return, and all of that is covered in Craig's article at gophnx.com. So, be sure to sign up and become a member. You get a free shirt when you, when you do, you can get. This Cody the Coyote shirt that Petey and I were both wearing today, coincidentally. Um, tons of great merch in the PHNX locker, so be sure to check it all out. And access to the members-only Discord when you sign up as well. Our Discord March Madness pool. Petey just texted us that he is now in first in our Discord March Madness pool, somehow jumping many spots. Um, so not sure how that happened. but
3: So he's working for ESPN, but he has time to text that.
0: Yes, and he did a big circle, a big circle around him in first place. Man. Well, let's take a look at the upcoming schedule for the Coyotes before we head out of here. We got San Jose tomorrow, Seattle on Tuesday. Both those games, the Coyotes could definitely win. Calgary Friday is probably going to be a bit more of a challenge. Calgary has been really hot. Craig, what do you foresee for this upcoming week?
3: Yeah. I mean, you look at the San Jose and Seattle games. Those are the, those are the winnable games, the games that you probably don't want to win, especially that (laughs) Seattle game. And then they start that three game road trip through Western Canada with Calgary, Edmonton and Vancouver, um, all teams. So, I mean, Calgary, I I know they lost last night, but they're, they're playing really good hockey and they've bolstered their lineup. That's, that's a really tough team to play against. Edmonton's red hot now. So that's going to be a tough game. And then Vancouver is, just battling to stay alive in the playoff race so tough road trip coming up for the coyotes after those next two games
0: absolutely well we will be here on the phnx sports youtube channel live immediately after all three of those games we also mentioned we'll have our trade deadline show monday afternoon so be sure to subscribe to phnx sports on youtube hit the notification bell so you never miss it and we'll have an audio episode on wednesday breaking down the trades in the nhl and all of that because there's The trades deadline is so fun for me. Like, it's just chaos. It's not super chaotic this year. It felt chaotic today because I was also trying to watch this game as trade after trade kept going down. Um, But I I enjoyed the trade deadline. It's always really cool to see. And then it's always really cool to look back on and see how successful or not teams were in their decisions. So
3: it's awful for GMs and beat writers. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, I saw fans. I saw Bill Armstrong leave his booth like at least three times because he got a phone call. He'd walk down to the end of the hall, talk to someone. So it's got to be exhausting for a GM. 48 I would,
0: hours to go. A little I less. would
3: love to know what, what sort of minutes he has spent on his phone this week. I might ask him that after yeah. the, the news conference on Monday. Yeah, you uh, Monday. should ask
0: him. You should ask him on Monday for sure. Well, yeah. we'll a reminder, we'll be live after that. So like Craig mentioned, we're back to back to back to back to back. Live shows this week beginning yesterday. So, three more <laughs> in a row to go. And thanks all for watching. Please follow us on Twitter at PageNex underscore coyotes. Again, he's not here, but we want to see PD dance. Come on, we need to embarrass him.
3: Want is strong. That's a strong word, but ne- need. <laughs> it would be funny. It would be funny to watch PD dance. It, it would
0: be very funny to watch yeah. PD dance. So, follow us on Twitter at PageNex underscore coyotes if you haven't already. And uh, we'll see everyone tomorrow after the San Jose game. Quick turnaround. Craig, enjoy dinner with your family. And uh, (laughs) we'll see everyone tomorrow. Have a great rest of your night, everyone.